0: Thank you. Hello, good morning. Can you hear me? Thumbs up? Yes. Hello, hello, hello. So, <clears throat> I was checking this quote. It's not showing up in your screen. It just came to my mind now. This quote, this phrase from Billy Graham. And he said, The Bible is more modern than tomorrow morning's newspaper. I like this. So, welcome this morning. If you are watching on Facebook, I would just want to ask your... Uh, attention from the next couple of minutes you're sharing the word of God and what is the meaning what the word of God has to say for me and you after Boris Johnson yesterday evening show up on your screen and now uh, how this is related with your life and your goals and your future and this new week that you we are about to start. Uh, so the Bible is the very modern and we, are, we have been sharing this last uh, weeks about the book of Nehemiah. And we talked about when God uh, called him, and crushed his heart, when he rebuilt his life of prayer, and when a mission uh, came to his heart and purpose and everything, and all of this journey. And today we are talking about this very, key and very important um, moment, resilience in face of opposition. Uh, I don't know, everybody has a mission, a goal or a call from God. You have your personal plans for your family and for yourself and for your heart. I don't know uh, your background, your history. But after all these Sundays we have been sharing here, there is something in your heart and your mind. And you have a mission in your life. And so if you have this or a call from God in a specific, uh, specific task or if, if you have your personal goals for your family, I have a news for you. Get ready for opposition. And this church, we try to not share the gospel as a fairy tale. Uh, we need to be 100% honest uh, with you. There is opposition. There is troubled times. There is something we we've got enemies, and we talk we will talk about this this morning. Just few minutes. Resilience. This word I just wrote here in my notes is the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after the formation caused, spe- especially by comprehensive stress, and ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. So you have enemies, you have opposition, and in one hand, in the other hand, you have your plans, your dreams, your goals, your mission, your purpose of life, and you need to deal with this. So Nehemiah was in Jerusalem, rebuilding the walls of the city, and you have... Is a rich, very powerful story in chapter 4, chapter 6. We are going uh, through this this morning. But you need to understand something. Jerusalem is a symbol of the church in these days. And the enemy is the symbol of our enemies, the enemies of the church. The flesh, the devil, the world, we have many enemies. Uh, So who are your enemies? Who are they? Jesus said in John 15, 18, he said, if the word hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Who are your enemies? If the word hates you, the word, if you're watching this video, are just a new Christian, new believer, you are coming uh, to the church online now. I need to explain something. Word is not is nothing that we can touch and we think that we can see, it's a mindset, it's a culture. Is the, is the lifestyle, the way that we raise kids, the way that we think about friendship or about genders or about sex. Is this approach, is this kind of culture that we have around us all the time. This is the world. Um, I remember something about one year, last year, uh, to watch this very polemic video from BBC, where they were going to schools teaching the kids, this Generation Z or Z, they were born late in the 90s until 2012. Um, And this new generation now from 2013, they were teaching the kids about genders. And that video they talked about more than 100 different genders. And they were explaining the difference between sex that you see in your body and the genders is the way that you feel. On Facebook in England, we have more than 71 different genders. And as a question, sometimes we have this enemy, if you put your position, and if you think like the Bible says, oh, I believe in male or female, they look to you as a man cave or someone from very old fashioned, and have all this mindset and this culture about money and about everything. And we have these enemies, the enemies of the church. But today, I want to share with you some kind of opposition that we face this in our personal lives. So have you ever booked a holidays and had your flight canceled? I did. Or when you start to do something very nice, You spend a lot of time praying, preparing yourself, saving money, building something for your life. University, work, your own business or something that God puts in your heart, like a call, a preacher, a mission, and you start getting ready and you are building your life, building your wall, building your plan. You are walking this road that God gave to you. And suddenly something really bad happened. Oh, they canceled my flight, or you got sick, or someone for your family, or you lost your job, or this kind of opposition suddenly just came together with your dream. This is happening now in Nehemiah's life. If you go with me, sometimes, uh, if you understand, sometimes the success tastes stressful. In the same moment, in Nehemiah chapter four, verse 16 is written there. From that day on, half of my men did the work. He's talking about the walls. They were rebuilding the walls. From that day on, half of my men did the work. While the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. So they are building the wall, they are building their lives, but at the same time fighting against some enemies. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held the weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. What's happening here? Nehemiah, he received a vision from God. In chapter one, we talked about this. He received a report from his brother, Hananai. and he prayed. And God gave him a strategy. He built a plan. And God gave him a pur- purpose, a mission. And finally, it's time of action. I don't know if this happened with you, but with me, Yes. When you have this expectation, how you'll be next year, how will you be next season of my life, and you prayed, and you share with friends, you receive advices, and you receive opinions from people. You talk to your family, and you are looking forward for that very moment of action. And finally, you are there. You start your business. You are working. You start to preach. You start to read the Bible. You are sharing the gospel with your family, with your family, or your your life starts to move and you feel happy. Wow, the things are happening. But then in this hand, you are building your dreams. In this hand, you are dealing with gossip, with attacking of your reputation. You are dealing with Boris Johnson on TV. You are dealing with, I don't know, Crawley or Gatwick or Monroyo, all the companies are are falling down, it's bankrupt. And you are dealing with this in the same time. so, your success tastes stressful. And so hard to feel that joy. And the next minute or the next half an hour, you have bad news. Is that opportunities wraps in opposition? Doing something worthwhile always involves risk. If you do not to face opposition, then you just stay at home, don't do nothing. Don't have dreams. Don't pray. If you don't want to fix a position. Resilience. So they were working with the weapons. They were doing, they haven't stopped to work, to fight. In the same time, they were building their lives. They were doing what God has asking them to do. In the middle of the opposition. And this opposition, uh, this fight, there is a specific weapon from the enemy that we can see in this story, is distraction. Distraction can cost you everything. If you go with me in chapter 6, verse 2, is written there. Sambala, I don't know if I'm speaking right his name, and Gesen. send me this message. now. look for this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono, but they were scheming to harm me. Come, let's meet together. Distraction, hey, 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 come on, stop, have a rest. Stop for a while. You deserve rest. You're working so hard. You still believe in your God. You still are praying this church. You are trying to be a good mother. You're trying to be a good dad, good father. And you're paying your bills. You're putting all your creativity, your effort, and everything. Stop for a while. Just, just give a break. Come on. This doesn't sound like a threat. doesn't sound like something dangerous. Oh, maybe this guy's there, right? Maybe I can, I can stop for a while. I don't need to keep praying with all this flame. I don't need to, come on. I have been working for so many years. I have been working, building this wall, building this family, building this church, building these dreams. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I deserve just to relax. Is the same strategy the enemies keep using the same strategy with Nehemiah, but also with the disciples of Jesus? If you jump with me in Mark chapter 9, okay, Jesus 12 disciples, crowns, lots of people, 12 guys, and from these 12 guys, three very important guys very close to Jesus, Peter, John, James. He took these guys and they uh, went up in a high mountain and they had uh, had a powerful, shocking experience. The Bible called this uh, transfiguration. When they saw Jesus in his glory there, was amazing experience. And after this, they came down from that mountain and the other nine disciples, they were there waiting. In chapter 9, verse 14 is written there. When they came to the other disciples, they saw, they saw two things. First, they saw a large crowd around them. Second, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. What's happening here? The nine disciples, they fell into a trap of distraction. They were giving energy, time to the wrong people, to the wrong situation. They were wasting their time arguing with the teachers of the law. In that scene, in that moment, you you can read later uh, in your Bible, there was a father with a kid under uh, an evil spirit, but they were arguing with the other guys about the law. In 2012, I remember, I think I read this book in 2013, but I remember this book, maybe you know, it's a very uh, famous book, a nurse, she was, uh, she is Australian, a nurse, and she looked after um, people who were about to pass away the last moments at the hospital for five years. So the name of this book is The Top Five Regrets of Dying, A Life Transformed by the Dearly Departing, 2012. And she wrote the book because she was around five years talking with families and with people. And she remembered, remember, she listened uh, lots of many different stories. On this book, the five reasons, the, the first reason uh, the top five regrets of the dying. The first very reason for me was very important before I moved to UK. I was in my country. and But it, this is very important. Let me read for you the five reasons. I have note here. First reason of regret. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself. Not the life others expected of me. Second. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Third, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Fourth, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And the fifth, I wish that I had let myself be happier. So the the first reason when I uh, read this book many years ago when this lady she wrote about, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life the others expect of me. In that very moment came to my mind this question and now I, I ask to you, who were you before they said who you should be? What's your mission? What's your call? What God has put in your heart? Has God calling you for something? What's your dreams? Don't get distracted. Don't fall in this trap because this is one powerful weapon from the enemy. If God gave you something, if God has calling you, if you have your wall to build and your position there is there, And have all this news about COVID-19 and how we'll be. Don't get distracted. Keep working. Keep praying. Keep building your dreams. Keep believing that God's above everything. Nehemiah's answer now. Chapter 6, verse 3. The answer for these guys. They called Nehemiah to stop, to give a break. And Nehemiah's answer was. So... I sent messengers to them. So I sent a message. In other words, he said, I don't want to waste my time with you. He just sent a messages. So I sent a message to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project. What is your project? What's your great project? I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down why should the work stop why i leave it and go down to you can you see yourself in this answer with a question from nehemiah are you carrying out a great project why should you stop why should we stop to believe Why should we stop to fight? Why should we stop? Because of the news? Because of Boris Johnson? Because I lost my job? Or why? (laughs) This invitation from these guys to Nehemiah is the same voice. It's the same enemy that we can read and we can check. And again, Mark 15. Jesus was on the cross. And they said, Mark 15, verse 30, come down. Come down from the cross and save yourself. And 32, let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross. Someone wants make you to stop. There's an enemy and opposition asking if you come down from your cross, come down from your project, come down from your wall, give up of your family, give up of your dreams, please just give up. Take a break, relax. If you're watching this video now, I wanna ask you, please stop restarting processes in your life. Stop giving up, keep fighting against everything that is trying to pull you down. That great project was the cross. And the result is written there. Is not showing up in your screen now. I will read here in the Bible for you. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. Then the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the Roman soldier who stood there in front of Jesus saw he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. If you have a plan, if God called you, if God gave you a mission, a purpose, a faith, a dream, the devil, the world, the flesh, the enemy, the people, the culture, everything will be against you. And they will try make you stop, but there is a project that God wants to build through your life with you. If you want to give up, remember the reasons that brought you to this point. Now, if you feel that your emotions are shouting, yelling, are screaming in your heart, in your head, remember the very reason why. You gave your heart to Jesus. Why you're watching this video? Why you start your plans? And I want to finish this. Philippians 2, uh, verse 8, from 8 to 11. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient, obedient to death. Even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God Father. Wow, I love this text. Fears will bound, COVID will bound, opposition will bound, enemies will bound, your emotions will bound, because his name is above every name. He's above Boris Johnson, he's above COVID China Trump, he is the Lord, he is the King, and the heavens is waiting for your prayer, when you close your door, when you go to your room, and you Talk to him and you speak to him. God, give me strength to face this opposition now because you are don't waste your time. Don't stop your work. Don't get distracted. Keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on him because he is God. He is with you. Thank you for watching to now. I want to pray for you now. Holy Spirit, you know every single person who is watching this video now. You know their histories, their backgrounds, their families, their emotions, their hearts. And I ask you now in Jesus' name and the mighty name of Jesus, come, Holy Spirit, with your power, with your anointing, with your grace, with your love, and heal the emotions. Give courage, feed the flame of the mission in their hearts. Give them resilience to face opposition in Jesus' name, may we can see in this week, this very week, this different week, some testimonies, testimonies of your grace and your power in your church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.